Well, good Wednesday morning, everybody. Um, make sure everything's uh, doing its job here and working. Looks like it. So, um, the last couple podcasts I've been talking about Russia, 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 and just, you know, kind of thinking out loud. And I was going to try to do this podcast about more of a, a prepping survivalist point of view, but still regarding Russia, Russia, Russia. Now, I've tried to put this in kind of some kind of order in my head, but my my brain and my memory is kind of like a sieve. And, you know, you pour a bunch of stuff in, it just runs out the other side. So it's hard for me. Many of you might have the same problem in life. You know, we get so distracted that it seems like we're losing our memory, but there's just too hard to keep track of everything in the series of events and the timelines and everything. But with Russia, the one thing we do know about Russia is they're, they're one badass fucking superpower now. You know, we, we overspent them under the Reagan administration back in the day and bankrupted them. And that's why they kind of collapsed. But since then... They've been coming around to a more of a, a free market kind of society and, and moving away from communism. And if you listen to uh, Vladimir Putin's uh, talk the other day, I, I heard it somewhere live and it was, it was quite long, but he kind of apologized for some of the bullshit that had happened under, you know, Stalin and Lenin. And, and, you know, just a little bit of a history lesson. But the, the important thing was he's kind of said, you know, w- you know, we screwed up. Not the people, because people are people. They just, you know, if their leaders take control and push them around, then they do bad things. That's, you know, like in America here. You know, we're doing shit in the name of American policy that most of us wouldn't agree with at all. If... uh you know, if we were given the opinion or the option to opt out of some of these foreign wars and aggression and pissing people off all around the world and then wondering, why are you blowing us up? Why are you fucking mad at us? What the, what did we do to you? Well, we, the people, didn't do shit. We, the government, fucked things all up. And then they want to sit there and go, well, it's not our fault. We're a democracy, you know. We, we're doing what you ask us to do. And you kind of want to laugh and go, when did we ask you to do stupid shit? So Russia was kind of that way too because Russia way back in the day was, uh, you know, a free market society. They had factories and people made money and they were they had freedom. You know, way back before everything went to shit, they were like America. You know, they had, they had industry and people owned those businesses, not the government. And, you know, way back in history, you know, they were our ally in every pretty much skirmish and, and war and battle we got into. You know, they, I talked to a historian, uh, someone I respect and taught and studied history most of uh, her life in school and I, th- I think even in college, not sure of her credentials, but, you know, I was saying, well, I hear that, you know, uh, Russia was even protected our southern border during the Civil War. And she was like, yeah, that's true. You know, they were there and uh, kind of kept 
us from being invaded from, I don't know if it was Spain or somebody else, while we were busy being dumbasses, you know, fighting ourselves, you know, which is another subject. You know, we actually killed each other and went to war to, to you know, eliminate slavery. So, but that's, that's a different subject. So Russia's always been there for us, you know, even with World War II and stuff. And, and the only time really we were at war with Russia was uh, the Cold War, which was more of a, a money grab for the big military industrial complex. So I don't have a problem with Russia, and I think Putin um, is, is trying. Is he part, you know, is his roots run in the KGB? Sure. And, and you know, the Bush family, you know, uh, George Herbert Walker, you know, the daddy, um, when he was president, you know, he had he had been in the CIA for fucking most of his life. So, you know, that that mindset kind of lingers through your life and how you do things, how you think. And so, sure, yeah, Putin was KGB, but he was KGB under a, a regime that he hated. Whereas, you know, Bush was in the CIA for America that he was supposed to love, and yet he was a, a, a fucking asshat, you know, like the CIA and the FBI are today. So it, it's you can't put Putin in that box, and you sure can't put Russia in that box. But the box you can put them in is they are one badass group of fucking fighting machine now. They took all their money and their limited resources and, and built some some shit that we cannot fuck with. You know, they... They have proven that they have superiority, not just with their missiles that go, you know, like Mach 18 or something like that. Now they're supersonic missiles, but they have cavitating, you know, torpedoes and missiles underwater that would just haul ass, you know, more than any torpedo ever, even if it was a jet propelled torpedo, <laughs> which they don't make. Um, it's, it's faster than anything we have. And it's hard for submarines to even avoid those if they're detected. And they have air superiority now because they have this, you know, damn near cloaking device, not even, you know, stealth. And and then their planes fly faster than ours. Our, you know, our fanciest jet that we just spent a bazillion dollars on each one of them, you know, the new ones, I don't know if they're the 20s or the 22, whatever the fuck, they're pieces of shit. And and Russia can shut those off with kind of like a, a mini EMP. We don't have a chance if we went to war with them. And, you know, and I hate to say that because a lot of my friends and, and stuff are soldiers and veterans and stuff. But they even understand that the military before is not the military we have today. Um, we have Millie Vanilli and Austin, you know, that are just going off on, you know, fairy tale land of wokeism. So even the, the, even the younger guys that are coming in now are being taught different things. They're being taught that this is the way it is. This is the way it always was. This is, you know, the president even being senile as your commander in chief. And I've talked about that. He's not the commander in chief. 
until Washington does their, or Congress does their job and declares war. But Congress, you know, have, you know, advocated their authority years ago with, you know, you know, when they used to do the electoral, electoral college and they used to, you know, pick senators. And, and now, you know, somebody said, I think it was FDR, it's like, no, we need to have popular vote and we need to have, uh, you know, senators elected for six years because, you know, Congress is appointing them, but then it's slowing down the role of Congress, you know, Senate in, in Washington. And so the, the Republicans and the Democrats both went, sounds good to me. If I don't have to do my job and I can put it off on the Senate, fine. We don't have to, you know, get yelled at for the Electoral College. Fine, popular vote. We'll still say that popular vote dictates the Electoral College. So we have a resemblance of that. So... You know, you can't trust anything that the military is teaching them because I've argued with people from West Point that, you know, the president is not the commander in chief. We do not have a constitutional authority to have a standing army, but they don't care. And that was years ago. So now they really don't care. And uh, it's just, it's a mess. So Russia now, back to the fucking subject, is, you know, doing historically what they should be doing you know these areas that they've just moved troops in to protect their eastern borders and stuff and and you know and ukraine um they have every right to and even putin said in his talk he's like according to nato section 17 or title 17 they can't they can't put u.n troops in there but nobody cares see that doesn't matter you know, listen to what the talking heads are telling you and you'll be fine. Right up until Putin fucking, you know, hits us with an EMP and shuts us down or does a cyber attack. So Putin is tired of being fucked with and he's tired of Joe Biden and, and America, just American politics in general, picking on them since Hillary Clinton wanting to go to war with them and blame them for everything. You know, they're just fucking tired of it. They're just like, fucking knock it, knock it off. And he even said that, leave us alone. But we won't because we're, we're, we're war hawks. We can't live. We can't exist in this overinflated society without, without being at war because war makes a lot of money. And so we, the people, are fucked. And, and, and Putin has made it real clear with his just last couple maneuvers over the last couple days, that he doesn't care about our foreign fucking policy because he and everybody in the world but Joe Biden administration knows that our foreign policy is shit. And the American people will do nothing because we're sheeple. And we're being led around just like they were back in the Cold War. So they don't care. I mean, it's like being threatened by the schoolyard mental patient that's small. He's not even like a big bully that's mentally, you know, incapacitated. He's an idiot. He's an imbecile. He's a mental midget. And this is what's running our country. And everyone knows it. Everyone in the world laughs at you and me, not at Biden. Not at the administration, because see, for years we've said we're, we're a democracy. We're a democracy. Well, in a democracy, we elect 
Joe Biden, and he does what the fuck he wants to do. In a republic, we elect Joe Biden, and he does what we tell them to do, or what the Congress used to do, but they're fucking inept. We just talked about that. So the world looks at it as like, you Americans are supposed to be in control of your leaders, and look what they're doing, and you're stupid. And therefore, because you think you're a democracy, and you're too fucking illiterate to look up the word republic and realize you are a republic then you're just stupid and you know what one of these days we're just gonna knock you the fuck out and that's about where we're at so as a prepper and a survivalist what does that mean you know now we don't know what any one country will ever do to us you know we had no fucking clue about 9-11 you know, even though we've spent hundreds of billions and probably trillions of dollars over the last years and years and years and years, you know, to create these agencies like the NSA and the CIA and the FBI and the whole fucking alphabet soup, you know, menage a trois thing, you know, going on there in, 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 in intelligence community where they're all banging each other but not getting shit done. Um, so somebody's just going to, you know, knock us the fuck out. And it might be Russia because... Russians aren't dicks. You know, they're, they're really smart. And the one thing they do love is their people. They always have, just like we used to. They're giving people freedom of religion and Christianity because they're, they're orthodox. They, they believe in the old ways of the Christianity and, and, and Jews. Everybody have rights over there. They're paying people to have families and babies. See, they, they have freedom of... Uh, a private property now. You know, the government has realized, you know, that what they were doing was wrong and what they used to do, you know, way back in the day before, you know, when they were capitalist and free market, that that was the way to do it. And so they're, they're, they're picking up on that. So what do we do in America? We just, you know, we're going backwards and they're going forward. And now we're kicking the bear. And that just is really a bad idea. So, you know, there's been talks about Russia could hit us with a cyber attack. And, and they could, you know, like most really good hackers now are Russians. You know, China's good, but Russians, you know, you get that scam in the, you know, in, in the email, it's fucking, fucking some Russian hacker that's got you figured out. So they could shut down our power grid. And there's even talks of the United States having a, a temporary shutdown of the power grid. You know, for God knows what their logic is. I'm sure it sounds really great on paper, but it's because they're fucking dicks. And then they think, well we'll, well, we'll shut down the power grid for a month or two until we can get things stabilized, which that's, that's so stupid. That's like holding your breath until you pass out because you're going to wake back up. You can't kill yourself that way. So... You're going you're gonna to pass out, and then you're going to wake up. Well, what happens in that month of, of you know, no power grid? It, it, well, look at it this way. Back in, I, I guess it was the 80s or 90s when the EBT cards quit working in one state. Uh, after one fucking day, people were damn near rioting and flipping out and robbing and looting because they couldn't get their daily supply of, you know, fucking food because nobody shops for a week or two so that collapsed you don't have power for a week and 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 very little comms you people are going to freak out it's just like the book one second after 
It doesn't take long to, you know, it's not like you could flip the switch off and then wait 30 days and then flip it back on and have everything be like, oh, thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> no, people will kill people and it will be anarchy. And they'll, they'll never be able to flip that switch back on because people will just kill so many people. And then they're talking about like cyber attack, you know, uh, shutting down the monetary system, you know, through a cyber attack. Russia has options because they have the will to do what they think is right. And they have the ability to, to stand for their, their position. You see, we don't. We might think we're right, but we don't really know what we think. So we don't really know what we're right about. So if there's an EMP, or, they, you know, because they, they have that capability way beyond ours. I mean, we have, you know, megaton weapons and they have kiloton weapons and, you know, or vice versa. I mean, their weapons are 200 times stronger than ours now, you know, and their EMPs are super EMPs. So they could fuck us. They haven't. So, you know, when you get up in the morning and you go to the bank and everything's still working and you can go to work, thank fucking Putin. Because it sure as hell isn't Biden or the, any of our politicians, five, six hundred of them, that run roughshod over the American people and will run us right the fuck off a cliff. So you need to start preparing for that, you know, that scenario, because if the power grid goes down and it's like an EMP or there is an EMP, you, you need to read one second after and realize just how bad it gets and just how quick. Or, or read, uh, you know, some of the information in uh, James Wesley Rawls' book, uh, The Patriots, where he kind of explains how, like, how this cascading effect actually happens. And if, and if you take the time to ask some people you might know in the, you know, generation, the electrical generating field or the mining fields or the aluminum manufacturing fields or the medical uh, manufacturing fields and stuff, they will tell you how delicate it is and how fast it collapses. And, and, you know, you shut off the power grid to, I don't know, let's say, a, 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 you know, an aluminum factory. If they're not running, at, you know, the right speed and temperature and all that, then what happens is the aluminum just solidifies in the pipes and the factory has to be torn apart and rebuilt, which would require new, new pipes, new shit. And but there's 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 nobody driving around. There's the power grid, and people are afraid to drive in their trucks. So, you know, it's it's fucking ugly. And and I could I could be the typical prepper, you know, like Canadian prepper. You know, he's great, and lay it all out really sensible. But if you're a prepper and you've been a prepper more than a year, and if you've been aware and watching what the fuck is going on politically in America with our leaders. And the lying to us and the and this trucker convoy now, they're trying to shut that down. My state just started a new uh, task force operation, some bullshit, you know, to start really checking on trucks. Because there's a lot of problems with truckers, you know, driving around, dripping oil on the pavement, you know. And so they, they want to they wanna do that for our safety. Right during the week of when the trucker convoy comes through our state, see, so... Tell me that, you know, you believe in coincidences. And, and I got some beachfront property in Arizona I can sell you. So you, you have to know what's going on. 
Now, what if they shut down the financial system? You know, we either our government, you know, because they're, they're so fucking wise when it comes to financial policy. It's like every time there's a hiccup in the economy, all of the experts, except maybe three or four of them that are truly experts, are shocked. You know, the yo-yos at the Fed are like, we were shocked that when we raised interest rates, there was inflation. We were shocked. We had no idea that people would freak out if we closed the banks. Or we didn't know that, you know, putting everyone on a digital currency would cause so much strife. You know why you didn't know? Because you're a fucking imbecile. That's why you didn't know. And these are the people now that are talking about, you know, doing away with currency and the fiat currency in the name of stabilizing this inflation and shit that's going on and the fiat currency. So what they're going to do is they're going to do, you know, Biden bucks or whatever the fuck, and you'll get a little card, and then that'll be your money now, and you won't be able to use cash at all because there just will be no systems for accepting it. I mean, the guy at the you know McDonald's or the local hardware store or something might go, yeah, I'll give you a cash. I'll take your cash. He can't deposit it in the bank because it's illegal. So how... So, kind of like becomes like a barter system. See, it's like as long as you're using it within your group, it'll work. But what if, uh, you know, the hardware store needs to order some, you know, big-ass power tools to continue to sell. And, and Hibachi and, and Makita and, you know, all these big companies, you know, that sell drills and jackhammers and tractors, they won't take your cash. So... If you put it in the bank, then you go, okay, I just got the memo about this Biden buck thing. Here's $20,000. I need to buy $20,000 worth of tools. They'll go, no, no, no. The the exchange ratio is like, you know, fucking 10 to 1. So, you know, $10,000 is really $1,000. It's like, yeah, but I can't buy my tools. It's like, well, they should take that as the old amount, but they fucking won't. You know, because everybody should dial down their pricing to match the new currency. Well, they're not going to, you know, so there might be a year of, you know, something before things stabilize. If you believe in, you know, fairy dust and, you know, pixies and magic, it won't. So they'll just do that overnight because everything's falling the fuck apart, you know. And then you got you got asshats like George Soros and his you know, New World Order, fucking deep state, whatever the fuck he's called. You know, I think he's a puppet in the deep state because the deep state is deep, you know, and, and Soros is on the surface. So if you know his name, he's not part of it. He just works for them because the people that really pull the strings, like maybe Satan, you know, or whoever, you don't, you don't really know them. You don't see them in the media, you know. So... This, that could happen. See, they want that to happen, you know. And so there's the economic collapse. There's the grid situation. There's an EMP. Or then, then there's just the, the fucking ever-famous, super-happy fucking nuclear war, which we talked about, new, you know, Russia's, you know, power. Like, some of their their bombs are... are are like 10,000 times more powerful than Hiroshima and Nagasaki. If they drop one of those on NORAD, I don't care how fucking deep it is. It will destroy it. It's, it's like you could be all strapped into a roll cage and have a 
five fucking six-point harness and have your helmet glued to the fucking top of everything. And if you flip that car three or four times end over end, you will physically die because it destroys you internally. Well, if you drop a bomb that big, it's, it's not even like a bunker buster. It just fucks up the Earth's core. They're so powerful. All your little fucking government help, you know, like NORAD and all these underground bunkers that these fucking asshats are going to hide in, will be dead. Not because it will blow them up out of the ground like a bunch of rats and then come scurrying around and you shoot them. No, it will just shock them and kill them. It will destroy their innards, blow out their eardrums, probably pop their eyes because of the concussive force. They'll be dead. And this is what these clowns that think they want to, you know, go to war with Russia. See, if you went to war with China, China would just send in 100 million people or 300 million people, which would be a fucking drop in the bucket. And they would just in, invade, and we would just lose through attrition. You know, which, you know. So who, who would be better to go to war with? Russia? You think they're not going to drop those fucking ground-pounding, fucking seismic, earth-changing bombs if they get pissed? Well, sure they would. So why would, why would you fuck with them? Well, you know, if we fuck with China, they'll just invade us. It's like, yeah, so why don't you just stop fucking with people? Because we might get so pissed off with this trucker convoy like they're doing in, in Canada. And Canada are nice people. I think, personally, the Canadian truckers should have just started running people over. But that's me. I'm a fucking asshole. So don't take my advice. But in America, we're not nice people. We're sick and fucking tired of this shit. So what if the truckers, you know, get so shut down through these task force operation you know, safe road or whatever the fuck it's called in Arizona. And so they just go, you know what? Fuck it. We won't go to Washington and tell you what we're pissed about. We'll just stay home for a month. There. Sorry to bother you a drive on your highway. Going home. See ya. Thanks for the ticket. I'll, I'll pay that. I'll pay that with my fake money before it's not worthless. And so what if truckers decided to just take a fucking month off? Now, sure, there's always going to be those asshats that are like, oh, I'm going to do my duty. Kind of like the Tories, Tories or whatever back during the Revolutionary War that were still loyal to England for some fucking stupid reason. Fine, there's, there's always asshats. And, and, and the Revolutionary War was fought with 3% of the, the, the people, you know, that were pissed. And, and that's why there, there's the three percenters. So think about it. What, what, if, if all the truckers, like that many of them that are talking about this, you know, this convoy, if, if they just say home, stay home and say, fuck it. And a lot of these companies, you know, that hire these truckers, like maybe Swift and, you know, United Freight and all them, they're being ass fucked with gas prices. And, and and people are starting, it's like my small business, say, every time price goes up on shipping, I have to raise my prices. You know, it, there's a little bit of a, a flywheel effect, but eventually everything continues to go up incrementally. And then my customers look at it and go, you know, we've used you before, we want to use you now, and I understand what you're saying. You, you know, you have no control over this, but we, we, we're, we're only going to do one room this time instead of the whole house because... We don't have the money. You know, I'm a contractor. You know, it's costing me 10 times more to 
to build a house, to pay a drywaller, to pay an electrician, all this shit. So eventually, it just slowly quits working. You know, it's, it's like we've all been on the freeway. We've all seen runaway truck ramps. And what happens, like in Arizona, there, there's a lot of them, actually. I think they're probably everywhere. It's not like, you know, some kind of, ooh, voodoo technology created only in Arizona. But, you know, it's just like a, an off-ramp that, you know, is going downhill. And it's usually about halfway down this fucked up hill when a trucker's brakes have caught fire. They're not working anymore. And he's picking up speed. And he just, he sees that truck ramp and he just pulls off. And whether he's doing 100 miles an hour, it doesn't matter because it's about a foot and a half thick of gravel, pea gravel. And it's about a quarter mile long. And no matter how fast you're going, just like a jet aircraft hitting water, it just fucking stops in the story. You know, and, and aircrafts are designed aerodynamically, so you would think it would just splash and then keep going 100 miles an hour into water. But no, boom, it stops. Well, that's what these runaway truck stamps are for, you know, and they're designed to not just fucking throw the driver through the window, but it's, you know, it just starts slowing you down. You know, it might start out at maybe uh, six, eight inches thick, and then it just drops to two feet thick. I mean, eventually, with and, and I've seen them after a truck had gone through, you know, I drive by and I look at it and you look down there and you're like, wow, some poor fucker had to use that. And, and it, they don't even get a halfway down the truck ramp because usually it's just like right off the highway and it drops down at a pretty accelerated rate of speed because it's on a hill. That's why you lost your control of your brakes. And, uh, you know, you think, well, I hope this thing fucking stops me because it's not like there's anything at the end of this that will stop me from going off that fucking cliff. And, and they work. And, and it's usually not even halfway down. These big rigs are ground to a fucking halt. And, and and this is what they're doing to our economy in every facet of it, from fuel prices that affect everything to food prices to shortages to deliveries, and and all of the all of the things that you see affecting your life right now, like going to Walmart and trying to find fucking coffee, is probably because of trucking somewhere in the world. Some fucking guy is still staying home and not picking the beans like Juan Valdez. Because he's got COVID. Or he's being paid more to stay the fuck home than to go pick beans. Because like most people love their job so much that they would go to work even if they were paying. Like how many people do you know in life that say, if I won the lottery, I would quit working? Well, a lot of these, these, uh, I I don't mean to call them low-level jobs, but they're, they're not like, you know, fucking doctors and engineers and shit that seem to think they're really important. You know, these are people like Juan Valdez picking coffee beans. Uh, Truckers, you know, getting out of bed, leaving their family for days, if not weeks, to to do these long-haul things. And then they're getting pulled over for every little stupid motherfucking thing. Like, you know, tread looks a little thin. Uh, Your windshield wipers are a little fucking worn. You know, I see a, a, a drop of oil, you know, way up in there. Uh, that's an environmental hazard. And they end up with these, you know, and then they get weighed, you know, on the highway. And if you're two ounces over the limit, you get a five, $600 ticket. And the truck driver pays for this shit, not the company they're working for, even though the company loaded the fucking trailer and said, bye, motherfucker. So 
this is what they deal with. One trucker was saying that every time he drove through Arizona, you know, even just like a little bit, like turn, went in and turned around, he got billed a hundred and some dollars from the state of Arizona. And it's like, yeah, you, you were driving a truck here. Give us more money, you know, you know. So it's just, you know, when you add up and do a cost benefit analysis of why they're in business and you really start subtracting all of these things that come out of their fucking pocket and then you tell them you're going to continue to fuck with them not just the same but even more they're just going to stay the fuck home and then they'll they'll file for you know unemployment or fucking whatever it doesn't matter there's programs for everything get their wife pregnant and have a baby and then get wick you know there's just more money in not working these days so this is what's happening and all of these things are bad they're bad for you and i you know, so as a prepper, you really need to think about, you know, what the fuck is really happening, you know, and, and how will it affect you? And then you have this mental patient, you know, that's called the president of the United States, <laughs> whatever, um, that's just fucking shit up. Yeah, little shade here. Maybe my phone will freak out less. Huh. You know, so... You know, what What do you see, I guess I'll ask, and then you can, you know, text me or whatever, or email me, market prepper guy. Um, what do you see happening? I mean, what do you really think will end up happening with this this world in which we live? You know, we know that they're kicking the bear. And sure, Biden's being friendly with China because he's a suck-up and not not Russia. But, you know, these are two... I mean, there's us, you know, America, which are kind of superpower. I, I think our credit rating in the superpower departments dropped down to like a, a B or a C rating. But anyway, and then you have Russia, who we've discussed is just total fucking badasses. I mean, their soldiers trained to be just, you know, f- fucking soldiers and not woke tarts. You know, not all of our soldiers are that way, but it's getting that way. Trust me, you know. And then the ones that, you know, like their job and are sticking around, you know, to, to, to be soldiers, you know, they're getting stabbed with the jab and, and a lot of them are going to die. This is just a fucking fact. This is not anything to do with fake news. It's just life insurance companies are saying it and they have actuaries that say, oh, we're losing a lot of money because people are dying 10 times more than they did just three years ago. What the fuck? So, you know, we're killing our soldiers and this and that. And then we have Russia, who's just fucking badasses. And then we have China that doesn't even need to be a badass. All the, They have the, a lot of money. So they just start buying places like California, Mexico, New York, and just start bringing people in. Because they can bring in 100 million people and buy a $10 million house that was only worth 50000 and just invade us in a couple years. And and then, sure, the people that sold their house, they're going to move maybe to America, you know, in, out of America to somewhere else. Or they'll move in inland a little bit, like to my state. But then eventually it'll just keep coming, you know, see the money can, because China has a lot of fucking money. And they'll be allowed to do it. Why? Because China has a lot of our bonds. So if China says, hey, we're going to dump your bonds, your useless fucking bonds on the market, then any economist not of the you know mental patient ilk 
would sit there and go, oh, that would bankrupt us overnight. And they go, well, you know what? We won't dump your bonds. What we're going to do is exchange them for you for land. You know, we, we want uh, the Pacific Coast Highway and all of New York, Manhattan, and you know, the fucking uh, Yellowstone Park. That's kind of cool. And our leaders that have no right to do this will go, oh, okay. And then, and then they'll leave. See, they'll just fucking leave you and I on the hook. So we're co-signing a loan that we were never asked to co-sign. And, and then all the blowback will come right on top of us, we the people. And you'll look around and go, where the fuck are all these leaders that were supposed to be watching our back? You go, oh, oh they, they moved. Oh, where they moved to, the fucks? Oh, um, you know, he retired at a villa in France. It's like he was a fucking congressman. He had no goddamn money. Oh, well, he got rich somehow. We don't know. We weren't looking. So I really, I really need to throw this phone under my truck and run it over. And then I don't have good enough insurance. That stuff pay a couple hundred dollars. I need it to just quit working so then I can turn it in under warranty because <laughs> it's such a piece of shit. So I'm pretty sure that most of this had no common thread that ran through it at all. And, and no historical facts that I could really like quote, you know, because I know I listen to a lot of podcasts and they're like, you know, they, they throw a lot of stuff out there. Look this up. Look that up. I read this quote from blah, blah, blah. In 1800, he said this, this and this. It's like I, I, I'm driving. I don't have time to look that shit up. So you and I as preppers need to understand that someone is not going to just hold your fucking hand. And walk you to the safe place in your world. You need to do that homework. You need to answer all those questions that maybe I should have answered and asked during this podcast. But we all know that of the myriad of situations and, and things that could happen in, in America as a prepper. That it's not pretty. And that's why we prep. But I think now we need to up that game a little bit. Well, actually, we need to up it a lot. Because, you know, me as a very minimalist prepper, for a long time, because I was younger and more full of piss and vinegar, had one type of, you know, bug out plan. But now I've gotten older. And, you know, I, I, need, to, I need to think about what if I can't do plan A. And I really can't do plan B what what what's my contingency plan c or d and so i've been up in my game on a lot of things you know not just you know mres for hiking and stuff and ammo for hunting and archery for hunting and bow fishing and all that what if i can't get there because I, I you know they, they seize my car or i have to walk you know well, a lot of my bug out locations are within, you know, 20 mile, you know, walking distance in any direction. I mean, I got a lot of options and I've checked them all out. But what if I, what if I can't walk? What if the day Russia decides to fuck us two days ago? Like when you're watching a movie and it's like last week and you're like, oh, fuck. You know, I, I fall off a ladder and break my foot. 
or sprain it so bad or hurt myself really bad or fuck my arm up and, and I can't hike and I can't walk that far. Well, now I'm stuck with plan D, which is hunkering down, which I hate the idea of hunkering down because it, it's just you're setting target with very little options of, of retreat. And especially if your plan D is because you're fucked and plan A and B fell apart. Now you don't retreat because you can't retreat because you would have retreated. So we need to start looking multifaceted in our prepping life. And we need to prep in a, in a, in a kind of like a 3D chest wave where, you know, if this, then that. So everything can be used differently if you have to. Your EDC, you know, I watch these people on EDC forums all the time. You know, they're, some of the shit that they're saying is their EDC is bullshit. I have a toolbox. I could put it on my truck and carry all that shit. EDC is every fucking day carry. For what? In case you break down and you have to survive for a day or two or three or four. So my EDC is what? It's, it's my, my clothing. You know, it's my shoes. I can hike. It's, it's, if it's really cold, my base layer. I have coats and sweatshirt stuff in the back here, bottled water and stuff to where that is EDC. My knife and a pair of pliers. You know, I'm not going to be overhauling a fucking engine. You know, if I break down with my EDC, I'm going to have to hoof it. So I need good shoes, good clothes, something to eat and some shelter to get there. And I have all that on me most of the time. My shelter is my clothing and a really heavy coat. So, that's my EDC, uh, a, a pocket knife, you know, a pair of, you know, like a Leatherman. I don't like Leatherman because they're heavy, but I, you know, got a couple of those too. But what do I carry every fucking day? My pliers, a pocket knife, good clothing, you know. So you need to step it up. You need to start looking at what is my EDC? What if my truck died because of an EMP? You know, are you going to pack your hundred pounds of EDC shit? No, fuck no. You going to stay there with your truck? Well, if you're an idiot, maybe. So we need to up our game. That's what I'm saying. Because Russia and Putin and the world is a very unsafe place. So you have to have more than just your beans, band-aids, and bullets. You have to know how you're going to use those beans, band-aids, and bullets in three or four different kinds of conditions. So do you have dehydrated beans, you know, and band-aids and bullets? Do you have uh, packable beans, band-aids and bullets? Or do you just have a ton of shit that you can't take with you? And then you do have to bug out because of a fire or a fucking herd of zombies. You know, so, you know, I've been buying a lot more dehydrated stuff, you know, as far as, you know, canned you know, hamburger, meat, and bacon, because I'll, I'll eat that all the time, anytime, and, and stuff. But I, I still have some of the dehydrated carbohydrates that I'd rather not eat, but then I'd rather not starve to death either. So I have that, and then I can still add some dehydrated hamburger to it and survive. So, you know, and then do you have three or four pairs of hiking boots? Do you have a go bag? I don't mean like your stupid little fucking inch bag or go bag. I mean, I have my backpack. That's, you know, very expensive, very comfortable backpack that, you know, is my go bag. If I have to go, I know right where it is. I can grab it, put it on and leave. I got clothing, you know, dehydrated food, MREs. I got everything in there I would need. And that's my 
bug out bag. It's also called my, my backpack. You know, so if I go hiking, I'll take it with me and I'll reorganize shit and see what I'm missing. So there you have it. I'm going to let you guys all go now and, uh, and uh, get back to your life. Start thinking about uh, 3D chest and prepping and uh, look at the world as it really is. It's fucked. And just saying you're a prepper won't keep you alive. Being a prepper will. Talk to y'all later. We've made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space. And we fall back. This is so nuts. I mean, listen. Listen to what you're saying. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther.